Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hello, and welcome back to the show. Today, I would like to chat with you about empathy and how I've defined it, why, why I wrote this chapter, the next step of our journey in this book, and share about a couple things that I'm working on in the background for you to have that awareness. So we're moving on from your how you help or your niche statement to define the people you help. That's what was the focus of discernment, really focusing on the people in your life. Um, So in the book, you're working on really filling out that statement, um, at least in the next few chapters. So discernment is about the people. Today, we're talking about the problem that you solve, the issue or the problem that you tackle. And the reason why that's related to empathy is because often I find um, when I'm coaching women to build businesses in predictable profit, which is the course that I've put together when I'm coaching women there, they want to define the problem. They want to talk about what what their training is or what they know. And in all reality, um, that doesn't matter. (laughs) It matters to be trained in something when it comes to being able to adequately solve people's problems, right? We want, you know, trained coaches or psychotherapists. We want trained doctors. We want trained plumbers and hairdressers. We want people to know what it is they're doing. But when it comes to the problem that we solve for people, it's actually not about us whatsoever. It's about the other person. And I learned this in Founders Institute when I was in um, their startup accelerator as I was building Chiefly, where we help meetings become more effective using machine learning so we can analyze um, the audio and the facial expressions within a, an online meeting and discern emotions and engagement. So um, we, we also use natural language processing to understand the key themes of the call. So when I was building out that, that technology with some really competent people and trying to get that moving, and I was in Founders Institute, the first thing was, you know, okay, well, what's the problem you're solving? And we had to talk with potential people, potential clients, right? And so now that you know who your people are, the next step is to, in fact, go ahead and talk to those people about their problems and discern, again, or define, what problem it is that you're going to solve. And the way you're going to do that most effectively is by talking to the people directly. So there's no way around this and predictable profit. That's the first thing people do when they join the course. And if you're listening to this and you're building a business or you have one and you want to change your product line, add a service, change anything, or just get a better handle on your people or generate marketing material. Um, I have found no better way than to talk directly to the people that are, you know, utilizing your service or product and have the problem that you're hoping to solve. So you can definitely come up with a couple problems that you're interested in solving or you feel that you're competent enough to solve, you've solved in the past. Those are all useful to then define, okay, here are the problems I wanna get more information about, right? You don't have to just let, (laughs) if you're gonna help moms, for example, new moms, um, new moms have a lot of different problems, okay? And um, a lot of different challenges. And so if you go to them and say, what are all of your problems? They're probably gonna tell you you know, 25 different things that are really bothering them. There might be a couple that are top of mind. If you have solved some of them that are top of mind and most urgent, those are going to be the easiest to sell to. Um, But you have to be able to solve the problem, right? So if they come to you with three different really top key 
issues like sleep or uh, feeding the baby or issues in their relationship with their partner since the baby came like those are the three top things then you've got to pick one um that you know you can tackle so speak to your people and in the book we talk about exactly how i endeavor to to do that and how you might go about it um, so that you can answer the question of of what problem it is you solve so again the biggest advice i can give you on that end is you know use empathy in the sense that you need to solve someone else's problem not tell them what their problem is right and that's kind of what advertising does and if you're in advertising i'm not meaning to throw you under the bus but uh you know advertisements try to make you feel as though you have a problem that you may or may not actually have and so this is not that right we're not advertising to them or trying to sell them anything we are doing market research we want to understand what do you really need what do you really want what's going wrong what's the problem here right? What are your frustrations so that you can genuinely solve their problem? Because that's when you'll create raving fan clients. And similarly, I think you can utilize this in your life, right? If you have a problem with somebody and they're a willing participant in a discussion, which I ha cannot emphasize enough, you can't fix a relationship if you don't have a willing second party there or third or however many people are in the, let's say a family unit, but people need to be willing. Um, so that's the first thing. But if you have a willing party, you need to show up with empathy with that paired with curiosity, right? To say, okay, let me put myself in your shoes and try to come halfway on this discussion and see where you're coming from. And so that's critical, whether it's building a product or solution or in your personal life. And, you know, I've got a friend right now that's dealing with some family challenges and, you know, I, I've had my fair share too. Family dynamics are not easy, especially, you know, when you're in close proximity with people and you know them your entire life, potentially, um, you know, problems are going to arise. And empathy means being willing to see the other party's side. And so if, you know, if you're the person that's kind of got their heels dug, dug in about a topic or issue, you're not willing to see the other person's point of view, you're just forcing them or wanting to compel them to agree with you. I don't think that's employing empathy. And so it's really, you know, it's got to go both ways when it comes to empathy in a sense, if you want a reciprocal relationship that endures. And I found this to be the case in my marriage and all my relationships and client relationships, there's got to be a reciprocity. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's equal. So that's a big point too with empathy, right? People are going to go through challenging phases and so you've got to kind of be able to drop drop your side and pick up theirs if they're in the need for some help of course if there's a victim rescuer dynamic going on that's not what we're talking about here it's you're not meant to rescue anyone what i mean is if someone's going through a particularly hard time and you can be that empathetic person in their life and the listening ear that's great they might not be able to reciprocate right in that moment. That doesn't mean they won't or haven't in the past. So, you know, just taking the long view on this a little bit as well when it comes to personal relationships, I think. But anyhow, when it comes to empathy, I think the biggest thing that I'm, I'm noticing is that you need to treat people the way they wish to be treated. And I update the golden rule. Um, you know, the golden rule is treat others the way you wish to be treated. Um, I sort of take that to put a spin on that a little bit, not to say that that's not valuable, um, but to say, I think that what we need right now is to treat others the way they wish to be treated. Um, and I mean this in a very one-on-one, -on -one, like personal relationships way. I'm certainly not taking this up to a legislative government level where it comes to 
demanding that people do certain things. I'm, I'm not okay with that. And that's not what we're talking about. I just don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But what I mean is on in your individual one-on-one relationships in your household, if someone has a, you know, a, they've dug their heels in, they really have this point to be made, perhaps they're not feeling heard. And so if you can treat them the way they wish to be treated, you're going to get a lot further with them and get the progress. Now, Again, if this means that you're sacrificing your key values, your core fundamental beliefs, I think that's something to be reckoned with. And I'm definitely not advocating for you throwing your beliefs aside to be treated poorly just in the name of other people. Um, But what I mean is, if somebody requests something of you and it's reasonable, the best way to go forward is to fulfill that and treat them in that particular way or get them that gift if you deem it to be reasonable. So reasonable matters. And it's not to say just do whatever someone else says because they want it. So that's, you know, it can be a double-edged sword if you hear that and say, oh, treat others as they wish to be treated. Okay, so whatever they say goes. Not entirely what I mean. So I do like to clarify that a little bit. And I think that's why these episodes are so fantastic because I can go a little bit deeper into why I wrote the rules or the not the rules, but the these kind of, it's a golden rule upgrade, but why I wrote the book the way I did and what the concepts mean. And hopefully I do a good job of clarifying that completely in the book itself so that it's freestanding. But I think there's something really nice about me being able to have this time with you to clarify and reiterate or iterate in a more freeform way than set words on a page. This is a little bit more stream of consciousness. So when it comes to treat others the way they wish to be treated, my aim there is to say, I really hope that you'll consider other people's preferences rather than putting your own on them. And that has to do with communication style. That has to do with buying them a birthday gift, you know, like it's really funny. We usually are better at buying gifts for ourselves than other people or most people are, right? Because you know exactly what you want. Um, And as I've said at the beginning of this episode, one way to get around that for sure is to ask. Just ask. Um, It sounds so simple, but people won't take that additional step and say, hey, you know what? Like, I really would love to know how you'd like me to communicate with you or what it is that you're needing from this relationship or what can I do to be better? What can I do to be a better friend to you? You know, Um, I think especially if someone's going through a valley in their life and a challenge It's so easy to just kind of say, oh, this is a sensitive topic. I'm not going to say anything. And I've certainly had challenging situations in my life, which you hear a little bit about in the book, um, where, you know, I wished that someone would just say, hey, how can I help? And I didn't necessarily even have the words to articulate in that moment, maybe, but just them asking would have been something, I think, Um, or taking the initiative to kind of say, oh, what would they want in this situation? How, what do I think they would like? Um... So I think that empathy is is really putting yourself in someone else's shoes and you do that not by assuming that they would want what you want or they would think how you would think. It really is doing your best to shift your thinking into their framing of the world, their the way they see the situation, how they talk about the particular problem or topic at hand. So you do that by asking them directly. You do it in your business by running customer interviews. You do it in your personal life by thinking it through before you get someone a gift for sure. 
or having that conversation openly and saying, look, I really want to do right by you. What is it that you you need or you value or you think is important or I really want to see your side. Tell me about it. Um, but again, if you're not getting that reciprocity from the other side, that's when you can potentially start thinking about, you know, is this the relationship for me? And I think that's valid because if you're willing to be empathetic with them, I think there has to be the willingness on the other side as well. So by no means am I saying, you know, just do everything they say and take into account their needs and be, you know, be completely empathetic to them and get nothing in return. That's absolutely not the aim of this game. Um, if you notice that somebody is not willing to reciprocate the empathy and reciprocate the understanding for your position of, on a matter, then I think there's some thinking to be done and feeling and reflecting to be done on, okay, is this the right friendship, relationship, etc. for me? So, you know, people have to be willing to see your side as well for this to function. Um, but of course, as we talk about in the whole book, this is about what's in your control. So you can control how you show up to a relationship, how you show up to a situation, and the rest is on everyone else. And you can decide if you stick around or not. So this episode, this chapter of the book means a lot to me because I think it reframes how a lot of people think about empathy with that one kind of shift to the golden rule of treat others the way they wish to be treated, put yourself in their shoes, um, you know, and oftentimes I think we get so stuck in, in our position that we're not truly willing to see the other side and it's only to our detriment because if you get to a stalemate in a negotiation, really your only choice is to at some point walk away, right? So the aim of a negotiation is definitely not to kind of draw your line in the sand and not be willing to budge. I think it's about being willing to, first of all, before you show up to a negotiation, knowing what your negotiating points are and where you're willing to concede or prioritize the different categories that you're negotiating about. And then, yes, have your line in the sand where you're willing to walk away. But, you know, knowing that if you're not willing to budge anywhere, that point is going to be drawn, that line is going to be drawn much sooner. There are a couple other tips in the book that I'll let you kind of get if you buy it. <laughs> um, I can't, you know, I can't give it all away here. But I think there are a couple of really other interesting parts that have to do with how you can bring empathy to your life and to your career development um, and hopefully help you to solve that question of, okay, what problem do you solve for the world? Um, and then how do you talk about it in a way that the people you're helping get it, want your help, um, and uh, so that you can see how to run, you know, the core elements of those customer interviews. So I really hope you just just enjoy this, this discussion about empathy and um, really moving along with the book. I sort of shocked every time I finish an episode here. So the next chapter is um, chapter 17 and we'll be talking about structure. So definitely looking at the solution you're providing. So the end of your niche or how you help sentence. And we'll be looking at some examples of, of that in real life for you to be able to hopefully work on the solution you provide to the world and also consider what it means to add some structure into your life. So if you've enjoyed this episode in this series, it would mean a lot to me if you donated to the show to support it 
through donations, I was able to purchase a new mic. I've been able to continue producing the show. It means a lot to me. Um, of course, I get it. Money it can be tight or an option. So if that's the case, please share an episode with someone that's also really useful. So click the link to support the show or share it with somebody that you think would benefit. Anything that you can do to get the word out about Lead Today and this series, my book, my work, really does make a difference because that's how, well, one, it gets into the hands of the right people, right? And two, how ideas spread. So I really appreciate you giving your time to the show and to listen. And I hope to see you in the next episode on structure. Take good care until next time.